Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. Welcome to Love and Hate Radio, where we put the fun and dysfunction on. We're going to do some crazy things. Wait, what am I talking about? We have no idea what we're doing or why we're invited back every week. Because we fuck hay bales and stuff like that, so... Love and Hate Radio is brought to you by Valentine Entertainment with your host, Brandon Valentine. Everyone always loves the stupid bad guy, and that's me! And your co-host, Beach Valentine. Oh, spin my nipple nuts and send me to Alaska. You're not the professionals, okay? And we are back with another episode. Again, featuring Andy Vargo. Yeah. Yeah. Andy. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, of course you are. Yeah. So no coughing. You better not have the coronavirus. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like the... That's like the new thing now. I mean, literally, you can clearly like. Oh, you, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually downloaded the uh, twenty-three nineteen clip from Monsters Inc. I need to. Oh edit my that god! Twenty-three nineteen. Twenty-three nineteen. Twenty-three nineteen. Oh my god! We have twenty-three nineteen. That is. And just play that whenever someone coughs. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! That is the best reference for that too. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, and that. Oh, it's amazing right now. Quarantine. The the. Hello, the only guys. thing I have to say, traffic is fucking. Amazing. Oh my god! My sister posted a picture. Of 405 today at 4:30, and there was not a car on the road. She said, "This is 405 in Bellevue at 4:30." Oh yeah, and it's I think it's it was scary weird. Last Thursday, I ended a class in uh, Bellingham mm-hmm. at like three o'clock. I was home by 5:30. Holy crap! Hmm. Yeah, because normally if you left Bellingham at three. Oh, yeah. You would have hit Everett traffic, yeah. Seattle, then traffic, Seattle traffic, then SeaTac. I mean, you would have been home like at 7.30 yeah. or 8, yeah. easily. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, because if I would have, with the normal situation, if I got done in, in Bellingham at 3 o'clock, I, you'd be staying for dinner and leave there at like 6. Yeah, because so that, that you the, then hit. You that's the best way to do it. So I've been trying to like, whenever I have to go up to Bellingham, I try and set up two two days of class that's smart and then i get a hotel up there so yeah i have to go up there because it's we have one of our one or two of our trainers we've lost up there in the last six months so which is one of the reasons they hired me but yeah um but i have to do a lot of training up there so yeah so oh by the way i'm playing mick gordon because uh doom eternal comes out soon (laughs) yes we know coronavirus Coronavirus does have doom. I mean, I'm no, I mean, sure. yeah. losing trainers. That's mm. no. Yeah. Actually, we lost one. One retired. Oh, okay. And then the other one actually had a massive heart attack that put oh, him God. in a coma for like two months. Oh. And he's like, suddenly though, he's doing better now. So well, that's like, good. Okay, cool. But um, but he's not back to training yet. So they're working yeah. on getting more trainers up there. But right. and part of the reason they wanted me is I have there's classes that I can teach that a lot of other people can't. Mm, mm-hmm. So they wanted me because I can teach you know rigging which is a big one for, for cranes on how... To, and you don't think it'd be that hard to, like, oh, you tie stuff up so the crane can hook to it. But it actually is. I mean, there's a lot of stuff and a lot of rules that go into that so you don't drop stuff on the people below you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So Not rigging the reports. No, 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 no. Okay. Rigging the... Yeah, hoisting and rigging is what they call it. Okay, gotcha. And then uh, I can teach that. I can teach flagger. There's a bunch of classes that you have to have special certifications to teach that I can do. That. Yeah. So even when they... Safety inspector had an accident? But they're usually so careful. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about safety but, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so that opens up so many more doors. So it does. even it when does. people are back to full yeah, capacity. So it, it'll be nice. I'll be glad when when it's back. I mean, it is one of those things, the traffic, though. Like I said, that is the one good thing that's come out of this. Right. Traffic is amazingly yeah. not there. You know, someone made a good point earlier today. Uh, we were talking about the all of a sudden the you know work from home and especially with these businesses like Amazon and Microsoft yeah. where they're telling people to stay home and that their point was well why do they need to be there why all of a sudden can we make yeah. these things that yet the rest of the time everybody has to be there it's like we've built all this infrastructure in downtown Seattle we've crowded the streets we've got all this traffic problem all this extra pollution but now you're and now all of a sudden it oh, works fine and home. all these and it's and the unfortunate thing is that those businesses don't suffer because they're still operating 
at full capacity, yet all of the infrastructure that's built around it, the restaurants, the, the yeah. Uber and Lyft drivers, the you know, all the stuff that goes with it is suffering because there's this whole community of support system and economy built around it that doesn't get to work from home and just yeah. loses pay. And I mean, there are other jobs that can. I mean, that you can work from home yeah. on some of them. I mean, but I mean, there are some that you can't. Like, I mean, obviously, right. if you work in a warehouse moving pallets, right. you really it has can't to do happen. that from home. Yeah. Um, loading trucks, you really can't do that from home. Right. Like, my job, I have to go to either where the students are or they have to come to where I am. Right. And I don't want them coming to my house so I can teach them, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a dog that likes to nip. Well, it's a lot easier so. for one person to go to one lo- yeah. to the location where everyone works versus having... And so that's me. I drive yeah. around a lot to go to different locations. And then yeah. also I do safety audits. So I show up to job mm-hmm. sites and walk the job site to make sure they're safe. Right. Which was cool. Um, uh, last Monday, there was a place I went to. I had to go walk the, the scaffolding mm-hmm. to make sure oh. the scaffolding was set up right. Did you like go up kind of high to oh, do yeah. that? Like, does that bother you? Like, I'm not a heights person. Not anymore. It did for a while. Um, the only time it really bothers me is I've had to go to the 59th floor of the, the Rainier Tower when they were building it. Oh, wow. Before they had the windows, before they had walls, anything. It was just a slab, and I was standing at the Ooh. top of the building. Oh, god! I got pictures of it, and one of my friends was Ooh. like, are you in a helicopter? I'm like, no, I'm standing on top of a building. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like to kiss a guy if he's over 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> I got to get on a step stool. Yeah. But the building, it was across the street. There was a... A fire truck with the the ladder out and everything oh, and i'm like what's yeah. going on and so i cross the street so i get a better view like i'd say a 10 foot by five foot section of brick from the fourth floor had just fallen off on the sidewalk oh wow oh. just out of the blue yeah it fell out not overnight. like earthquake or anything. no not like earthquake just fell good thing it was overnight like that they said luckily know, nobody, was nobody was under it. Yeah. yeah they said if anybody had been under it because it was right there was a bus oh. stop Oh, right God. Oh. Yeah, that's so, so scary. Yeah, if there'd been anybody probably at that bus stop, they probably would have been... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that this week when that happened? Yes. Then, wow. This so. was in Seattle? Yeah, it was downtown Seattle. Yeah, right I'm at, surprised uh, there wasn't a hobo. Right at 3rd and Washington. I uh, And Actually, not the sound, yeah. but it's right across the street, right there at 3rd and... I think it's 3rd and Washington. It's a block off of 3rd and Washington. Um, there is a... There, there's a homeless encampment right there. Okay. And so, yeah, it's really the lucky. Union Gospel Mission's only, I think, a block oh, away. Oh, yeah, it's right down by so there. So, it's, yeah, yeah, it's right by there. It was like a block <laughs> away from there. Yeah, so, there were great. a lot of, and that's what I was surprised by is, you know, yeah. that there wasn't anyone, like, because there was a doorway right there that would be, not to sound bad, a really good spot yeah, for a homeless say, person yeah, to sleep. Yeah, safe spot for someone so, Are you planning? <laughs> no, I mean, I do look at that, though. I, I figure one of these days your mom's going to boot me out of the house. So. Mm. No, I, but I mean, you make more money, so, like... Well, you know. When I was in that time where I knew divorce was about to happen, I had looked up how to live homeless and like how to still go to work. Like I had looked up tips and trips and then there's like a way to do it. It's like you buy the right kind of van or car so you can kind of, you know, no windows and live out of it. And then you buy a gym membership so that you can take a shower. um, I the the job I had at, at that time had a shower because you could they had a gym and stuff in the at work so yeah. i could have gone to work at 6 a.m pretending you know worked out yeah. taking a shower I'm, and it I'm wouldn't working out it wouldn't have looked weird as if i was yeah. you know coming to work just to shower yeah but, i can see that there's some comedians that i've seen that have moved to like new york and stuff and yeah. basically live in a van down by the river yeah but <laughs> right yeah because there's one i mean he was a pretty good comedian around here hans hans kim Oh, yeah. And he, if I, you follow him on Facebook, he... I didn't yeah. realize he was doing that. But. Yeah, he lives in a band okay. down by the river in wow. New York. Huh, so, okay. I mean, he just Damn. literally, like... That's like when, when people ask me about comedy, I'm always like, well, I enjoy comedy. I'm, it's For me, it's a hobby that pays for yep. itself. Like, I make enough to pay for gas and some free drinks. That's about it. And and I'm happy with that. I, I always say I'm not willing to sleep on couches in New York to try to make it no. big. Like, that's not my passion to that degree. And it's one of those things, is I figured it out once, that I'm like, someone asked me what, what it would take for me to just do comedy full time mm-hmm. you know comedy and radio or whatever full right. time because I do the radio quite a bit too yeah. um, and I was like a hundred grand a year mm-hmm. yeah. would be would be it and right. they're like why'd you come up with that number it's like because I did the math in my head and figured out I like my lifestyle right and what would I need because I'd still have to plus pay you'd for, have to make up for benefits yeah, and all I'd that still have to pay for medical and benefits and all that mm-hmm. and it's like it's about a hundred grand a year yeah that's, a, that, that's, that's where I am when I looked at going into business for myself now I have not hit that threshold yet. No. However, that's the ideal number where it's like, okay, I would like to get enough gigs per month that that's what that's I'm not making. You stop. That's just like that's like right. The, that's that's, that's yeah, the that's base like, number. That's uh, like yeah. And then the that's inter- the break even. Yeah. yeah. And then the thing for me that I have to look at is if I'm 
working in a job and like if you're doing comedy you have to be making enough that you're putting away money for yourself for retirement because you no longer have that 401k yeah and like for myself i have a business plan and a design for my business that has a plan to bring people in under underneath me have products that are selling long term yes you know it (laughs) (laughs) they'll get paid well (laughs) but mostly generating income for me so that like when i'm retired yeah the business makes money without me being the main person but at the same time that's me also cultivating people to get into the careers that they want to get into so they can also branch out on their own so which is the way it should be and i mean that's kind of the yeah it's the the american dream but yeah for me it's really like it'd be a hundred grand at least and that's just so that i could still have a lifestyle yeah you know and you know like i said i like my lifestyle yeah when i started doing comedy and i saw people who were primarily just doing comedy and then i started seeing when they're talking about you know making 50 bucks a night or even 300 bucks a night and i'm thinking that's like and 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 the nights that you can make that is you it's know limited. two nights a week it's yeah. it's not every night it's not sunday through saturday that you can yeah. make that income and and i'm thinking you got to be like it's going to be a long time before you can li- so to me it was just like right away i was like money is off the table as far as comedy like this is yeah. not a career aspiration until you actually start being a, a, a traveling comedian right who's going to these places and making you know mm-hmm. big money i mean it just it's not right. i know matt tried it at one point mm-hmm. and matt said it was it was hit or miss he's he's right. like you know he tried going full-time comedy with no and that was his yeah. career um he made it about a year mm-hmm. um and then he knocked his wife up again and she's like yeah you know this isn't gonna right yeah. she's like mm-hmm. not gonna pay beer. for another kid free well beer is not gonna cut not gonna pay for the kid and you can do well with corporate comedy you can do well with corporate comedy, but it's but also a different, style, yeah, it's and a different it, style. You have to build a brand completely differently. You can't just get on stage and say whatever you want. Yeah. And that's really my more goal. More my goal is uh, that I, I, for inter- for comedy, I want to do more entertainment on the corporate side, and that and have that fit more in with my motivational speaking yeah. brand. And so I'm actually one of the changes I'm going to make. I'm doing some not complete rebranding, but just refocusing a couple things on the mm-hmm. website so it's more clear. Because uh, I've done more business consulting and, and focused a little more on that, so I want to make that stand out a little bit. Yeah. But one of the other things is instead of having it be speaking, coaching, and comedy, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna change the comedy wording to entertainment, and then See, that's and it. it's a little bit more inclusive to it corporate is. entertainment. And it so. is, and that's kind of the thing. I think they look at it, and a lot of people look at comedy, and I mean, not to sound bad, the thoughts that come to your head are Lenny Bruce, yeah. Richard Pryor. I mean, the people we grew the, the up with. The first thing that people want to say is, can you keep it clean? Like, yeah. it's like it's like the concern right away. And actually, I went mm-hmm. through and hid several of my videos on YouTube so that uh, they're private. And I still share them pretty regularly, yeah. but I don't have them linked to my website. Because if a school or a business is thinking about yeah. hiring me, I don't need to have... I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to joke about gay stuff. But I don't but, need yeah. sex of any type kind of no. jokes on there. They, they don't want to hear it gay or straight. Yeah. That's not corporate is a for that yeah. situation gear. so yeah and so like with my with my book one drive stands i can actually i did the one man show down in yelm and that was a ton of fun i've been and, married 18 years i know all about one man shows right <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but but i can um but i can pick and choose any chapter in the book and say okay well these are the more R-rated chapters, and here's the 10 that we can do for your event that are PG or PG-13, and we can yeah. get as risque if, as you want. But what makes it fun is when I do those shows for a p- private event, I actually pass out cards to the audience or leadership team, however they want to do it, and they have the, the name of the chapter or the story that's going to get told, and then blank spaces for them to fill in names. So the audience gets used in the story, so all of a sudden... You know, the HR manager is the lush, or the boss yeah. is the irresponsible one, or whatever, and, and it makes and it so that's kind of cool. an inside joke for everybody. Yeah. And that's what makes the show so much fun. But but I need, but I'm trying to rebrand that to be more entertainment versus stand up. That's comedy. cool, and that's kind of what you have to do. And I and I think that's where a lot of people make mistakes. And for me, I know I could really never make it a career because I have that personality of I am who I am. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Lick my butthole. Right. I mean, that's pretty much my like. Well, my problem is the that's best why jokes. I do comedy in Seattle. Right. Oh yeah, I I don't do much up there either because my best jokes are dirty. They're not fun. They're not and clean. They think you're a homophobe. They're offensive. Oh my god, yeah. And we're like, you're half right. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like I had to tell the ex. Yeah. You're only half right. Yeah. I just thought I was homophobic. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're only half right. <laughs> Got the homo part right. And I, um, yeah, yeah, Seattle, that's the only time I've been called racist was and homophobic is when I did jokes in Seattle. Yeah, and, huh. I, and I'm just, if you, in Seattle, if you don't fit their mold, you're, you're a horrible comedian. Yeah. But it's like, you can't joke about anything that might offend anyone. And I'm like, well, most of my jokes offend me. Mm-hmm. So right. I can't say them. Well, okay. and, and what's always interesting to me is I have seen people who are stand-up comedians who tell jokes that are very offensive to certain groups of people, but because it's not offensive to them, they get irate about what someone else says. It's like, yeah. you can't say that because it's homophobic or because it's racist, yet they're making jokes about abortion or about people dying from yeah. different diseases or anything that, or religion. And it's like, well, who are you to say that yours shouldn't be offensive to one group and yeah. yet because you've put this group I, on a I pedestal, that's that's not cool. And <laughs> there's, um, there's a really good documentary. I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's called Can We Take a Joke? And it has interviews from different comedians they include like lisa lampanelli and um gilbert godfried and Hmm. they they touch on lenny bruce and they but they they talk about like what is the role of the comedian are we overly sensitive and you know gilbert godfried is on there and he's saying you know we are like uh people are like uh smorgasbord from aflac for making a he did racist tweet no, something. it was a joke that he made, and it was really... <laughs> it was untimely because of a untimely. disaster or Because of the happened. disaster. He said mm-hmm. something about um, some guy losing what... his... It was some Asian guy who lost oh, his wife yeah. or something, and he's like... Oh, was that oh, during just... SARS or something? No, it was during the, uh, the, the, the tsunami. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The tsunami, and he's like, oh, just wait five minutes. Another one will flow by. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, right. it was very... Yeah. <laughs> but it's one yeah. of those things, too. I mean, not to sound bad. Affleck, you're looking at him going, have you never watched Gilbert well, that's, Godfrey's Exactly. Comedy? That's the thing is the company doesn't want... They like his voice. They want that sound. But it's but like... It's like in but he didn't do anything you, out of his character. No, he that was his character. He didn't, that was Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. He, and, he's a complete and total dick. And yeah. that's his whole <laughs> stick. And that's like Lisa Lampanelli is on this show saying... Oh, she's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't do comedy anymore. She does coaching now, actually. But at the time, she was still doing it. And she was saying she would do a show and she would have people who have disabilities who were disappointed because she not didn't used to make fun of them. And they were like, "How you're leaving us out with how they felt. Yeah. She's like, you're making fun of people with cancer. You're making fun of this. You're making fun of that. She said, what about she, us? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And she said, it's the way that you release attention by by addressing these things. And it actually made me a little bit more religious in my comedy journey that I feel yeah. like as comedians, we're supposed to be bringing these things to light. Oh, we're yeah. supposed to be making people feel uncomfortable and, and talking about things that are a little bit edgy in order to make people aware of what needs to be discussed. Well, and it's funny because I just did a show just, you know, what? couple weeks ago in uh, Enumclaw with well I wasn't on the show but I, I produced mm-hmm. the show there and I had Susan Jones out there okay yeah and Susan we all sat around and talked afterwards and she says you get out of Seattle and all this PC bullshit disappears mm-hmm. she's like Seattle so is so PC and yeah. horrible she's like but she'll get booked on places just because she's Susan Cupcake Jones she's been around mm-hmm. for right. ever everyone knows yeah. who she is and she's a consummate professional I mean to watch her do a set is like just watching like uh, and mm-hmm. you know someone run an orchestra. I mean, it's it's amazing. Even Kevin was like, "Wow!" Just watching. Yeah, you can definitely tell the difference when you watch a seasoned comedian because yeah. they pay attention to the room. They mm-hmm. know how to shift. They know and when their her. jokes aren't being received, and they know what it. they can go to. Yeah. To and she would to shift that. to the crowd work, get the crowd yeah. back, and then if she felt like she was losing him, she get. She yeah. had a great bit that she did with a millennial. She brought a millennial oh, up nice. there and then just started asking him questions. <laughs> oh, that's and funny. just they. At one point, she asked him something about whether the dinosaurs, the dragons, died first, and she said, "Well, must." And Melinda was like, "Well, it must have been the dinosaurs because the dragons were in Game of Thrones." <laughs> and she's like, "Did you just re- reference Game right. of Thrones in a historical movie?" <laughs> <laughs> a historical right. Show? <laughs> That's so, funny. And it's just—I mean, it, she's an amazing comic. Yeah. But talking to her afterwards, she's like, "You get out of Seattle, and it's just—it's it, completely well, different. You can be you." She's like, "People are missing if you like if you go look at a lot of this stuff." The asshole white man mm-hmm. that you can't be in Seattle is what everybody wants. Everybody right. and, else. And the thing is, like in <laughs> Seattle, the thing that that pissed them off in my set. The, the thing is, they listen for buzzwords, yeah. and they don't listen to the context. And then that buzzword pisses them off, and they they judge. Yes. What your you know what your context is based on that. And I use the word I use the word Confederate, and so they said I'm racist, and what? I'm like, 
I because no. because my joke. I've heard t- that joke. Yeah, my you know is. the joke was basically I didn't know what to be for Halloween. I thought I could take mm. all of my old clothes out of the closet and go as a straight guy. That's boring. I've done yeah. that for twenty years. Instead, I went online and ordered myself a Confederate flag, mm. and I bedazzled it and went as a Confederate fag. <laughs> and, and the whole point, the and whole, then I, yeah. the whole point is that you're making fun of it's bold. It's ridiculous. Everything, yeah. right? Like, because oh. I'm like, it's the prettiest darn flag you've ever seen. The Confederates couldn't, the, the you know, the rednecks couldn't handle seeing the, the flag so darn pretty, and the, yeah. everyone else just couldn't handle seeing a Confederate flag. And and it's like it's just making fun of the whole thing. Yes. And yet, and that's what we're supposed to do, right? And and yet, it's like. I'm like, it's not mean and racist and hateful. And in fact, you know, with comedy, the one thing that I have learned is that when you're emotional and you get pissed off about something, all of a sudden you can write really good comedy. Yeah, and that's me. Yeah. It's like, well, I have a joke where literally I talk about like when you fire people, because mm-hmm. I was a manager for a long time. And it's like, you know, I never understand how they're going to react. You know, you get the ones that are mad, the ones that cry, the ones that freak out. But then you get the ones that offer sexual favors. And I'm like, how do you deal with this? And I literally, when I <laughs> oh, wrote yes, the I've joke, heard this. I put the name Jesse in there. Uh huh. And I've had multiple people be like, why do you use the name Jesse? I'm like, because when I say the name Jesse, do you think of a man or a woman? Yeah, it could go either way. And they're like, could go eh, either way. It, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, and that's the whole point. And if you listen to the joke, I very carefully never use pronouns. Mm-hmm. I never say he, I never say she, I never say anything. I just, yeah. And it's very, and I've actually had someone who was like, that is sexist. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, you're you, talking about a woman. Do, no, like, you put the, you put the female right. idea into it. I, I did not <laughs> have a sexual yeah. relations with that woman. <laughs> I'm like, it was I, a man. <laughs> exactly. I specifically, you know, took out anything that said mm-hmm. sex in that. And if you're mad and thinking I'm a sexist, you need to look in the mirror because right. you're the one that put sex into it. Yeah, a lot you of know, times. I have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a couple other ones where I've had people like, you know, mm-hmm. put one in that they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a woman hater because I talk about the fact that I'm married and I have to and I masturbate. And I'm like, no, look at me. I mean, do you blame her? <laughs> <laughs> Every right. time I see myself naked in a mirror, I feel like I need to apologize to her. I mean, right. genitalia, small and inoffensive. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and it's just people try it. They go to be offended. And it's more, it's not the crowds, it's the comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's what's shocking to me is that the people who are in the industry who are supposed to be pushing the envelope. And it's yeah. not that you have to push it in a way where you're no. trying to be off- trying to be crass and offensive. But you're supposed to be pushing the idea of, you know, like, let's let's get past this whole, oh, we can't talk about anything because it's yeah. not going to be funny. It's like, let's talk about the fact that, you know, whatever it is, you know, that it's embarrassing to yourself, whether it's self-degrading or whether it's that there's this touchy thing like coronavirus going yeah. on, you know? Oh, my God, let's make a joke about it and at least make people aware that there's something going on because we're elevating the conversation at that point. Oh, yeah, and, that, and that's true. And you see a lot of comedians... And it goes two ways. You get the ones that either get really offended mm-hmm. by everything, yeah, which seems to happen a lot. Seattle's really bad for that. Tacoma's not so much. Occasionally, mm-hmm. they you get you the, get some, yeah, you get some, but or you get the ones that are overly offensive just to be just to be that. There's yeah. no joke. There's no yeah. nothing there. They're just yeah. overly offensive. And there is a lot of comedy mm-hmm. that I personally don't laugh at, or no. I think is just in poor taste. And I'm like. I don't think it's funny to joke about certain things yeah. myself. However, but, I'm not going to freak out and say so, and tell them that it, that it should yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not going to say you can't do that. You can't do it because I am a huge fan of freedom of speech. Oh, yeah. And I think that. Are there certain things that shouldn't be joked yeah. about? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But am I going to tell you you can't and right. answer you? No. Right. You know, it's and, like at the Enum Claw show. The only thing I say is the crowd is tired of hear about, hearing about the dude fucking a horse. Right. And that's it. It's like if you want to joke about it, that's on you. But if they don't laugh. That's also on you. I'm telling you right now, they're tired of it. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. When I was running the room down in Yelm, it was like, people like, should we talk about like the whole Jay-Z night thing? I was like, you know, I never think it's good to come to somebody's town and rag on it. You know, because even like when I go like to shows in Tacoma and someone's like making meth jokes, it's like, you know, that just gets old. It does. And it it just makes you look kind of ignorant as an out of towner that you picked some stereotype off of Google from 1984. Yeah. And in reality, there are ways where you can you can make jokes that are regional in a way that is making you part of the club. 
that's like, hey, I just pick, learned this. What's going on with this situation here? This is, you know. Or you yeah. pick the town next to them. You figure out who, you do some research, figure out who their rivals are. Yeah. Mm. I used to have a joke all the time that I use, and I, and I cut it out because it is kind of, you know, eh, it just, I, I, right. it's not so bad, but it was one basically about prostitutes, mm-hmm. about picking mm. up a prostitute. And it was like, you know, you know, I was like, we don't, pay, we're not paying for the sex. We're paying for you to leave. Right. Mm. <laughs> Here's well, your 20 bucks. Get out. Yeah. And I'd be like, yes, 20 bucks. I shop in Spanaway. Right. You know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it was now, always whatever their neighboring town, the, the town that they looked down on yeah. was the one I would Now, pay. I was talking to some people who were visiting Tacoma. They're like the travel nurses yeah. yesterday, and we were just caught up. Mm, travel and, nurses. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know. And unfortunately, they're, they're a, a couple. They're getting married. But oh. so mm. off the table. However, um, but they said something about meth or whatever, and I, and they were they were joking about you know people in Tacoma doing meth outside, and I just said, look, I'm successful enough in Tacoma. I do my meth indoors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like that's that's Tacoma and, success. But I normally don't like feed into that, but um, I couldn't pass that one. It's up, just but. one of those things, and, and it basically, I mean, it sounds bad to say this because I always hate hearing this word, but it is kind of hack. Yeah. Oh, to it really, totally is. To yeah. walk into a into a city and then start just making fun of that stereotype. Yeah. You know, like I said, for me, it was usually pick the you know, like I said, pick the rival. Yeah. You know, pick a town that right. nobody would think of. You know, it's like I was over in Bremerton once, and I mentioned I said Gorse. Yeah. And right. unless you're from Bremerton, anyone who's listening that hasn't been to Bremerton yeah. doesn't know what the fuck is Gorse. Right. It's I've never little, been to Bremerton. The little, and I'm I'm yeah sitting here like Gorse is like the two blocks you pass through. It's like basically everyone thinks you're in Bremerton, just basically. on the other side of Bremerton. Yeah. but mm-hmm. it's like the, it's like the bad. It's part the of intersection, basically. Which Bremerton isn't a great. It's place the intersection either. under the bridge, essentially. I mean, but, I mean, Bremerton got us Macklemore. It did, That's but about Sir Mix a lot wrote a song about the women from Bremerton called Bremelo. But <laughs> but seriously, it's a whole town of sailors. I mean, it is. It, it really is. It I has mean, I mean, of course, so you have your your I love mean, of it. But yeah, but I started reading Moby Dick today. It's actually pretty good. I'm three chapters. I did read so like ten pages. It was not what I thought it was going to be, but I read it. You did, mm. yeah. You thought yeah. it was going to be a porno. Yeah. Um, about a big white dick. But, um, <laughs> well, it's, all, it's about a, a dick and a sperm whale. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. between all that. Well, the like, sperm really, whale was the dick. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It was big. Yeah. But, and white, yes. which is completely an oxymoron. And, and very mm. abusive. But um, like most abusive? big white men. Sounds about right. But uh, one thing that I had watched when I was starting to do comedy, I had watched a lot of videos just about style and how to get yeah. on stage and all that kind of stuff like you do. And one of the ones that I actually really valued the lesson about was when it was talking about stereotypes. And they said that uh, when you do a stereotype that is building someone up and not pushing them down, it's a much different situation. And, yeah. and one of the examples they used is if, if you do a stereotype about like for example Asians being bad drivers you're putting them down mm. for something but yeah. if you do a joke that's about how Asians can do really good math it's like you're envious of the good parts of that culture and so was that an abacus? no it's no <laughs> that's actually his ringtone too yeah but, yeah. but there you are, mentioned Asians so yeah. I had to do it but, yeah. but there are ways where you can make jokes about people in a way that yeah. is Building up or showing respect for the good things that they bring to the it world. Is, it's all one. It's all learning. Yeah, because I mean, it's one of those things. I have videos because all my videos are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like I have videos going back almost ten years, mm-hmm. and but the most of them are private, so only I can watch. Right. Them. I just have a few that are unprivate, so people can see them if they want to want to see them. Um, but it's there's some in there that I will never show to anyone mm-hmm. because there was a period and it, and it sounds bad to say this. It was when me and his mom were having issues where I really went down a road of like, there's some jokes in there that even I'm like, Oh no, I can I understand that. There's, I have some angry but humor. There, there's some angry humor in there. Cause yeah. I was mad. And at that time you write about what's going on in yeah, your life. Exactly. And a lot of comedians, you can tell by watching them what's going on in their oh, life. Totally. Their jokes will, will reflect yeah. that. So there's a mm. lot of them there that were very anti. And I like, went anti-woman for a, a, a mm. good probably six months, and I mean there's some that I'm yeah. like, I well, crossed the like, line. I purposely had to make a point when I started doing comedy. I found that I was somewhat talking too much divorce ex-wife stuff, and I yeah. didn't want my comedy to become about her. Yep. And I still like that's what's happened in my life, so that's part of the story. But I try to make sure that it's that I've moved the jokes to be about my journey afterwards. So it's a very brief mention on that. And now sometimes I'll mention, like, like you know, she's moved on. She's getting married this summer, and I'm super nice. happy for her. Super nice guy yeah. reminds me of myself you hmm. should, oh, before so, I came out. Yeah. So she, she has a type then. Yeah. 
Ah, yeah. She has a type. Yeah. Ones that have big closets. Right. Um, <laughs> ah, and lots of shoes. <laughs> I was like, are but you going to perform the ceremony? That would be amazing. No, that would be funny. But I'll do it. Weird. <laughs> yes. Awkward. <laughs> awkward. Um, but, but I did have to make a conscious effort of, okay, I can, I can feed into this anger and resentment and bitterness that I have. Because even though I was gay, there was other issues. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, oh, that was it. But... Um, but I, I didn't want that to run my life. I didn't want it to be what I was spending time writing about, thinking about, talking yeah. about. And I didn't want that to be what everybody saw me as. And and so I had to be really careful to kind of step back and go, okay, I need to make sure that uh, how do I turn this into a conversation about me, my yeah. journey, and step it, away from It can the be tough because a lot of people don't think about it because when you do start writing jokes, you do – it's about what you feel and yeah. what you're thinking. So and that's one of the things that's hard for me is a lot of my I, my jokes. You've seen me do comedy. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. A lot of my jokes can be very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am very hard on myself. And I mean, you know, I talk about, you know, jerking off constantly. You know, the wife doesn't want to, you know, touch me because, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I start my um, yeah. start my set off halftime like, yes, this is exactly what Thor would look like right. if he had a spoon instead of a hammer. Yeah, I, mean, I love that one. You know, and Endgame ruined it for you. Yeah, Endgame did kind of ruin that because now I just look like Thor from Endgame. Right. I mean, yeah. I pretty much figured out that meme well, they show of you know Thor. Mm-hmm. That is the that's me through my life, like our marriage. <laughs> like funny. when me and my my wife first met, I was 140 pounds, had long hair, mm-hmm. and then when we met again, I was probably about 160 pounds, but muscular uh-huh. with short hair. Right. So kind of like him in Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now I'm like your Endgame. I'm Endgame. Yeah. I'm fat and long hair, and I look like Thor after, you know. Yeah, my stuff, when I talk about myself, I can be pretty self-deprecating. I have, you know, I have with my haircut, because I got the, the, the fleshy yarmulke on the back yeah. of my head. Mm-hmm. So I have the one where I talk about my haircut being business in front and bankrupt in the back. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I talk about, like, realizing I gained weight when I was trying to get dressed the other day, and I don't think that you're supposed to have to put your tank top on like a condom. Yeah, like just yeah, roll it on. Just roll it on. Pull it and, down. and for me, and that's kind of it. But it gets you get stuck in a rut. And yeah. I feel like that's been kind of my problem a little bit. Is I've been back in comedy and doing all that stuff, and it's like a lot of my jokes really center on the fact that I'm fat, and disgusting. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like you know now I'm trying to lose weight, and then I'm, mm-hmm. it sounds bad. But I was thinking the other day, I'm like, once I lose all this weight, I'm gonna have to write new jokes. Yeah. No. And <laughs> and unfortunately, whether I'm writing or write, writing for blogs or for a yeah. book or for comedy. Or whether I'm trying to do comedy, I have to be either angry or depressed. Yep. Like that's what fuels the best, most creative work. And it really does. I mean, if you look a lot of the comedians that have had like bigs ups and downs mm-hmm. in their career, their careers get better when they're right after. I mean, the not to sound bad, but look at Jim Carrey. His career pretty much tanked after right. he got happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. And now he's he was in Sonic, which kind of like. Yeah. was really good. Mm-hmm. That was probably his best performance in years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's, I think he's, he's going like, through some shit now. Yeah, Because he I got guess. to there for a while where every one of his movies were kind of the same jokes, same expressions, yep. same mannerisms. Like you just he got were like, happy and it's just another right. one of the same. It's like I feel that way about Will Ferrell in almost all his movies. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. a lot of people get mad at me. They're like, Will Ferrell's a genius. And I'm like, well, it's all the of, same freaking thing for the last six movies. But it's all of those Saturday Night Live type characters yeah. where... I, any of them, whether it's um, there was very few that know, came out of that that yeah. were able to like really. It's the same style. Up. It's Adam yeah. Sandler, Will Ferrell, you know. Where um, their movies get boring after. Yeah, it's, it's just the kind of the style. same. Yeah, it's things. the old school guys did yeah. it though. I mean, you saw like Eddie Murphy came out of the Saturday Night Live. Right. And he was just everything all over the place yeah. doing different. And stuff. even like and Steve Martin, a lot of his for a yeah. while were very similar. Very similar, similar and then all of a sudden he, you know, started going a different way. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, the one I really wish, I wish Belushi would have made it because I would would mm. love to see what he would. Mm, yeah. But it's one of those things and with how much, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's almost like maybe him, not to sound bad, him dying was a saving grace because really you go back and watch some of his old movies and it's Saturday Night Live yeah. and it's, it is, it's the same character yeah. over and over again. Just a little bit right. of twist well, that's, whatever movie. That is that kind of like the value of things being limited to where... yeah. You know, some people who have been famous for a long time, they've been famous long enough that they've had a chance to either disgrace themselves oh, yeah. or lose their talent or whatever it is, whether they're a musician or... Oh, yeah. But a lot of them movies. come back. So. Yeah, and some of them come back, but some of them it's just like, oh, I'm tired of hearing them, even if they had really good work at the beginning. And if they would have died after their really good work, that's all we would yeah. have ever known of them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look at Robert Downey Jr. 
Mm-hmm. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. really did. I mean, he oh, had a yeah. good career as a teenager, and you know, uh, what, and as uh, in his twenties, yeah, and then everything went to shit. I yeah. mean, he was in and out of jail. He was freaking coked up. Wasn't there one movie when he was like sixteen, where he was like doing crack like on screen? I think so. Yeah, Probably. he was. A, there was a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was he was Charlie Sheen before Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. Before he, it was a thing. Yeah, before it was a thing. He was he ahead of his first. time. He was so ahead of his yeah. time. Then he but came the, back as Iron Man. And he pulled and it off like, longer, too. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he comes back as Iron Man, like Beach was saying. Yeah. I mean, he, now all of a sudden it's like. And he's been in a lot forgotten. of stuff. Wasn't yeah. he also yeah. like Sherlock Holmes? And, yeah, oh, yeah, he was Sherlock Holmes. He a ton of stuff. And then. He just before, did Doolittle, but I don't even want to see it. Yeah. Doolittle looks weird. It has John Cena in it as a polar bear named Yoshi. Oh, interesting. Was that the one John Cena played? I don't know. I think so. I just know I kept hearing the accent he was using as Doolittle, and I'm like, I just want to... Sometimes that gets too weird. I want to, like, choke myself out. I mean, like, like, the guy who plays House is British in House MD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's British, so, like... Yeah. So it makes There's sense. a lot of them like that. There's a lot of them that all of a sudden you hear him talk afterwards, and you're like, what the fuck? Right. Spider-Man's British. Yeah. Which Spider-Man? The new uh, one. Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. I when mean, you yeah. hear him talking, when you hear him, it's like, yeah. Like, even whole... in the interviews, he's, like, using his native accent. Yeah, oh all of a sudden God, he starts talking was... English, and you're like, whoa. There was a group of <laughs> British military guys in the brewery the other night, and it was just like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. You're going to go back you're to dreaming. the mother country, but. <laughs> you're just dreaming of them, yeah. I have this thing, though, like, now with those, like, like um, the other day, this couple walked in, and I have this philosophy where, it's like, you ever see a really hot couple walk in and you just think, please be brother and sister? <laughs> and I'm like, you no. should not touch your sister like that. <laughs> yeah, like, no. It's like, yeah. this isn't Game of Thrones. But yeah. no. I will f- stab you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but like I said, I've been married. I, all my dreams have died years ago. Oh, my God. So. That's funny. I joke about like wanting to like find a guy and shit like that, but actually I'm... Like I've been off. I haven't been on like trying to actively date anybody yeah. for months because I've I've realized that the more it's like anything in life. The more you focus on what you don't have, yes. the more you're putting in your head that you're missing something, and and all of that attention is coming away from all the things that are in your life that you really do love and enjoy. And it's and that way with like, anything. And you just I look think. desperate. It's that way with anything. Yeah. I mean, it sounds bad yeah. to say this, but like even when I quit smoking, mm-hmm. the hardest part about quitting smoking was you have this thing in your head like, if I quit, I'm going to be missing out on this. Right. I'm going to be missing. I can't do this anymore because I did that when I smoked. Yeah. And I read a book actually, and it, it helped a lot. It's like called Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking or something. Okay. And basically, all it is is this big book that keeps telling you that you're not missing out on anything. Don't do what most people do. Don't stop like going to the bar because you always smoked when you went to the bar. Right. Don't stop doing these things. That's why people can't. Because you quit. try to change your entire life. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. like, I can't. I associate yeah. this with smoking. You smoke. I smoked almost two packs a day. Mm-hmm. Everything was associated to smoking because I sure. did everything. Yeah, driving in the car, you're gonna roll down your window. You're gonna smoke yeah. while you're the driving. You're yeah. gonna do whatever. The only time I didn't smoke was when I had the kids in the car with me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I smoked in the car. I smoked, you know, I didn't smoke in the house. I always went outside. Yeah. I mean, I was very cautious, and right. I think it's because I grew up, my nieces and nephews were so much in age, so I always had kids around me. Yeah. So I was very cautious so of where to. kids were. So yeah. usually I would try, like, if I was going to go smoke, I would step away from the kids, mm-hmm. you know, off mm-hmm. to the side or something, and then it's like, why do you keep coming to me? I'm trying to smoke. Right. But, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then it was just, you know, I, I, I read this a couple times, and it really, it took a while to really set up in my brain, but then it's like, I don't have to quit doing this stuff. Right. And, and also I'm not finding things anything. to add in so it's yeah. not focusing on the miss. And, and this is one of the things why uh, changing food behaviors and, and eating healthy is so hard because you, it's not like you cannot go to a bar if you're, like if you're alcoholic yeah. and you need to not drink. You can just not go to a bar. You still yeah. are going to see stuff at a grocery store, but you still have to eat. You still have to put food in your body. Yeah. So you, it's really hard to cut back and regulate. Well, and it's not just, and what I found too, a lot of it isn't just cutting back and regulating, it's deciding what to have. Yeah. You know, and the hard, the hardest part was for a long time, I never, like right now, me and the wife are doing this together. Mm-hmm. Which and is be- so much It's easier. so much easier. Before we had problems because it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't want to, I need to have, not eat these foods and not eat these. Yeah. And then she'd go to the store and they'd be, the, the ca- yeah. cupboard would be full of potato chips. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a lot easier to say no to the potato chips if I have to get off my ass and drive to the store to go right. get them. Yeah. Mm, but if yeah. you're sitting next to me with an open bag of Doritos, mm-hmm. 
even if it's a flavor I don't like. There's yeah. an open diet bag of Doritos right there. Now, mm-hmm. I yeah. was having a hankering for some ice cream the other night. Well, I, I didn't know what I wanted. I just wanted something yeah. sweet. And this is like at 2 a.m. because I had, I had finished up whatever I was doing. And I, I, I'm at the grocery store in the middle of the night. And I'm like, am I going to get the Oreos that are on sale? But it's yeah. like the family pack. And I was like, I don't really need the family pack. Although I know I could put that away in a and day. And that is and the half. hard part when you're single. Yeah. is yeah. only buying enough for Yeah, one. because everything that I buy, I know I will eat all of it. Yeah. So when you're looking at a full thing of ice cream going, that's all going in my body. So it's hard to say, well, I just want the one serving. And then, and then I, well, one serving is the box, right? Exactly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is like in the, in the, and this is where it's kind of like, I, I've made progress. Cause I went and I, I chose to buy ice cream instead of the Oreos or, yeah. you know, the Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. But in the past I would have been like, I'm going to go buy a pizza, Oreos, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, ice cream. I would have bought all the things knowing that I might not know what I'm going to be in the mood for. I might want a little bit of everything. And then over the next three or four days, I'll eat all that shit. All of it. And now it's like, now I'm at least to the point where I can go get one dessert item and be like, okay, I I fucked up that diet for the day or or I didn't eat well that day, but at least I didn't do it for a week and a half and I didn't have 20 different things. Well, that's the nice thing right now with with doing the Weight Watchers because it's actually got a thing where it's a Mm -hmm. point system. Yeah. So if I screw up in the morning, I just have to you know balance my points out. Yeah. So you know it's like oh I can eat fruit because that's zero points. And yeah. So I could fill myself up that way, or you know I can go also pick healthy and like we went to the store and I, now I'm that annoying guy that walks through because you can it's got a scanner on it. Oh yeah. And you can scan the stuff and it says tells you how many points. Oh it is. that's cool. So I'm looking at it and I'm like okay this ice cream six points per serving, mm-hmm. this ice cream is whatever and like this vanilla you know frozen yogurt is only two right points. So I can take this, and we found a caramel at zero points. Yeah. And we just, you you learn to buy better. Yeah, there are certain you know. things, like even just like a fudge sickle, that's like yeah. not, it's, it's like still, it's portion control, it's like cuts and the it's sweet not that edge much, off, but you it's know, not. It cuts the edge off, but you're fat, not but yeah. going for like the full on, it's like, it's, it's like the difference between having a burger at home mm-hmm. and yeah, going versus, to McDonald's and getting a, a Big Mac. Right. You know, yeah. and it, it sounds like everyone's like, oh, they're the same. But no, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They put a lot of crap into those. And well, yeah. And anytime you go out, even if you go out, unless you go to a restaurant, which is typically super high end where everything's mm-hmm. made from scratch, there's a lot of sodium. There's a lot of preservatives. There's a lot of stuff that's just not. When I was first working on losing weight 10 years ago, when I did it the first time, I went from 280 down to 180. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a dietitian. Mm. And I didn't it this time because my insurance doesn't pay for that unless you have high blood pressure, mm. heart disease, or all the stuff my doctor says I'm going to have if I don't lose weight. Right. So, mm. which is ironic that they don't like stop you yeah, from getting there. Yeah, they right? don't do it beforehand, you know, because our medical system is amazing in this country. <laughs> I love our healthcare system. <laughs> Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So then they she explained to me she's like most of the foods that you like are fine. Mm-hmm. Stop buying them pre-made. Yeah. Stop going to the restaurants and getting them. Mm-hmm. You want chili? Make it at home. Chili yeah. is amazing for you. Mm. It's got lots of fiber. It's got all this stuff. But if you buy Nally chili in the can, right. it's got so much sodium in it, it'll kill a horse. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> what most people don't understand is they see a healthy food based on what the, the food Ingr- itself yes. is. Because even salad, they'll be like, oh, it's salad. But yeah, but if you're putting fried chicken on top or you're putting yeah. you know, a bunch of salad dressing, it's yeah. like, but if you can make it from scratch... You know exactly what's going in. There's no extra preservatives. I'll make a big thing of chili. It's all, you know, I know exactly what's going yeah. in it. It's not out of cans. And no. then it's, um, and then it's, um, no I don't, so, I don't no add sodium. any salt to it. Yeah, no and then I can add a little bit in my bowl if I want yeah. to, but I can control all of that. Yeah. And see, I've started doing with my chili. What I've started doing now is I do it as a, basically as a roast. I put all the chili ingredients in there and it's set for the meat. I take a ham, like, ham shoulder or something or oh, pork yeah. shoulder there you go. and just throw it in there and let it cook all day and okay. then the pork shoulder just falls apart into the chili that sounds good it's amazing see yeah. I almost all my food that I make at home is vegan and then unless I buy like I mean I eat junk food I mean I'll get a burger and I'll eat like I don't so you don't like the meat but you sure like the bone boom <laughs> sorry I had to throw that at this <laughs> no I mean I just that's what I yeah. make at home but it's like but if I go out socially or if I'm out somewhere I don't feel bad if I yeah. have stuff or sometimes I'll have something but but it's like my chili. It's just, it's just and all that, sorts yeah. of. It's like four or five. And it's different that kinds thing. It's like I said. It's one of those things. Chili and like she said, like split pea yeah. soup. A yeah, lot I'll make of that lentil stuff. soup. I yeah. make uh, quinoa joes, which is mm. like sloppy joes only with quinoa instead of mm. like I just make a thing of quinoa. Mm. That sounds and then horrible. mix it together with sloppy <laughs> joe mix <laughs> instead of meat. Put that yeah, on I feel too. like I'm getting like secondhand healthiness. 
Hopefully, because yeah. I'm not even doing the Weight Watchers thing, but like yeah, there's just, so much less like yeah. junk in the right. house. And that's it. Like, it's pretty that much was... the only thing left that I haven't either eaten or like is junk no. is like my top ramen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which and eventually just, is going to kill me. It's yeah. sodium, like <laughs> sodium. That's enough to right. kill like four horses. Yeah. But, and that's the thing is it's like, and, and that's one thing I'll be honest. I hated this as a kid because I literally graduated high school, 140 pounds. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I had to, I was, and that was going to like, you know, GNC and getting the weight gain. Yeah. And to get taking up to that level. Double. Wow. what you were supposed to a day <laughs> my body like my metabolism just would not i had to eat constantly just to hang wow. 140 pounds and my parents were always on a diet so there was never junk food never in the stuff house. yeah so i'm like i get that you people need to be on a diet but i'm 140 pounds and i can't eat enough calories yeah. to gain weight well and you yeah. know the thing that i noticed and now i'm when just I, like i can't when stop i've kind of fallen off the food wagon and i eat junk food and i and i grab convenience food and stuff and, and don't eat as healthy, I'll notice that I just am sluggish. I don't feel, I don't have as much energy. I don't feel as good. My brain isn't as sharp. And as soon as, like after like two or three days of just kind of getting back on track and yeah. eating well, all of a sudden it's like, I could, I could do, like the other day I worked a 10 hour shift and I jogged the five mile drive twice. It's like, that was my day. And I wasn't exhausted at the end of the day because yeah. I've been eating healthy. And now I couldn't do that like every day in a row, but, no. but, you know, if I had not been eating healthy for a few days before that or a week, it would have been, I would have been like all day long, just been like, oh my God, when is this over? You're killing me. And I would be lethargic. That's the hardest part right now about being on the road all the time, you know, for work is driving all the time yeah. is I'm doing really, working really hard to like not, you know, not stop and hit a drive through. Not stop and, and hit stuff. a drive yeah. through. But if I do, there better be a bathroom close because my stomach can't handle it now. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing I've is your body so gets used, used to, to eating really good food. Yeah. Like vegetables, you know, mm. all that stuff. We went to Applebee's the other day, and him and his mom both looked at me like I lost my mind when I ordered the steamed broccoli. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, you're like, paying I've for a never, restaurant to steam broccoli? <laughs> I've never ordered steamed yeah. broccoli in my life, but I was looking at it, and I'm like, I, I, there's, you know, yeah. nothing and the else thing is, on here. We are trained to not think there are healthy options when we go out, yeah. but you could always get a plain yeah. baked potato, which, you know, sure, it's carbs, but it's not like it's loaded with yeah. stuff. It's not going to have <laughs> additives in it. So Hi, you a get, baked potato. Yeah, like. you can get a baked potato. You can get a salad. You can get yeah. relatively, you know, you can get even you just get. even just pasta with, with a, you know, a red sauce or something. You know, you can get things that don't yeah. have a lot of fat in them. And oh, yeah. like the broccoli. It's like, just learning to eat right. Yeah. But it's, you know, and uh, for me, like one of the big things for me is coffee. I love my coffee. Mm -hmm. I so don't. I would go to, I mean, literally every morning I would stop yeah. at Starbucks and get a white, venti white peppermint mocha. Okay. Yeah. So it's got the milk and the sugar. and So it's got yeah. milk, sugar, and peppermint and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like all sorts of bad right. for you. Yeah. See, mine is, um, I don't really, I, coffee, I actually could take it or leave it. I spend a ton of time in coffee shops, but it's for the environment. Yeah. So I only drink coffee. Like I don't make coffee at home. I drink coffee when I go sit somewhere to write, and I drink coffee when I meet somebody socially. Yeah. And I no, I would literally like every and, and I drink it black. Like this is how bad it was because I have the Starbucks app on my phone. Yeah, I would order it on my phone before I got there, and the last couple <clears> times I went to the one down in Puyallup on River mm -hmm. Road, I would walk through the door and they they say, "Hey, Mike, here's your coffee." Yeah, <laughs> nice. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. But yeah. what I've started doing is actually I have. A French vanilla like protein powder. Oh yeah. That I put in my I, I make a whole thermos of coffee in the morning before I leave. Okay. I put the French vanilla. Oh, so it gives it that yeah. In my coffee as so I get my protein powder yeah. plus I get you know the the flavoring in the coffee and that's all I put in it. Sure. Yeah. So and then that's you know good. so I've been trying to find ways to drop that off. Like yeah, I said, I, I've lost twelve pounds. So. I I shit you not. This happened today. This is how bad it is with me and spending time at the coffee shops because I have the Starbucks yeah. mobile app and I went to check my bank statement and I accidentally opened the Starbucks app. Like I, I'm like, oh shit, that's not my bank. Yeah. Like, but I just naturally was looking to see how much money was yeah. there. And I'm like, oh yeah. no, I don't need to know I have $12 left on my Starbucks yeah, card. I need I to know how Starbucks. much is actually in the account. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so no, I, I, I've been trying to cut back on that, which is good at all. So it's good on the money yeah. too. I'm oh, not spending yeah. all that money on Starbucks, but it's just trying to find... And that's it, you know, it was like I was saying with the quitting smoking, you're trying to find ways to not feel left out. So I'm right. still drinking my coffee, I'm still getting yeah. my coffee, it was just a matter of finding a way, you know, mm -hmm. I just put the thermos in the car and then I have a coffee cup that sits in the car. Yeah, oh nice. And then I just fill the coffee cup up, you know, mm -hmm. when I need more coffee. And then I have also, if I need a little bit more flavor, I get those like 
you know, pre-made drinks. Oh yeah, so you, you know, just drop those, which are only a couple points. You know, on you know, they're mm-hmm. they're you know, I don't get the, there's some that you can get a really sugary, so I check. Yeah, but you can get the pre-made. They're only a couple points. It's still kind of good for you, and I use that. Drop a little bit of that in my coffee. Yeah, and, I've been making. Know. I have a protein powder. I make a smoothie with, and it's just the protein powder, the uh, some ice, some almond milk, and then a banana and some cocoa powder. Yeah, and it just. And sometimes I'll put some nuts in there because you miss out on the nuts. You like nuts. We know. Yeah, Yeah, we know. You like Mm. the nut milk? Mm -hmm. Gives a little different flavor. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about it, and I I think potato is a trigger word for me. Uh Uh-oh. He's done the Irish accent again. Uh Yeah. That's what it triggers. I just heard the other day. (laughs) Do you know how many potatoes it takes to kill an Irishman? No. Zero. Yeah, zero because of the potato famine. Good joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, someone else oh, said it. I just, yeah. No, he it's, did. It's, it's March. But what, what's funny, accent. actually, with the, the, the Irish accent that he does, he literally, for it's almost good. two years, he used that every day. Oh, it was a British funny. accent, actually. It was a British accent. Oh. But it also <laughs> yeah. it, it got him out of, it really took him out of his shell. All of a sudden, uh, it, was like, it was really weird. He like couldn't talk like in class, and his teachers even said it. Like, Really couldn't talk yeah. in class. It's like you kind of hide behind that. But persona. the second he would throw out the like the accent, all of a sudden he was fine. So it was really Hi. funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. it helped him break out of his shell. Then we moved to Puyallup, and all of a sudden he just completely came out of. He's like, shell. I just need a fresh yeah. start. Yeah, people bullied me back then. <laughs> well, yeah, because you were the only white kid in the school. Yeah, but <laughs> talking white kid. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, we were in Renton. I think I'm stuck in the accent now. We were in Renton. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's that fine line my son can do accents really well and there's that fine line between scottish and yeah, irish there's the fine and british, line and i can't i can't scottish I can, irish you can hear it though british. i can oh. hear the i can hear oh the i can hear it i yeah. can't do I it myself it. yeah but i think part of that too is i watch a lot of i like doctor who i like, oh yeah i like yeah, a lot i was of i was pretty much raised on like he was raised on no i'm doing scottish aren't i yeah i'm doing scottish aren't i yeah have you watched the catherine tate show no. Oh my God, it's awesome. It used to be on Netflix. It's now you can find episodes of it on YouTube. It. But it's kind of like um, it's kind of like an idea of like a Mad TV, where they do skits. Yeah. You know, only it's her show. She's the main character in all of the skits, but they do such a good job with the makeup. It's like so completely different in every direction. Hmm, I have to look at that. And, oh my God. So you like British stuff? Did you watch? Yeah. Did you watch the new Doctor Who? Uh, not how new. Like, like the last two seasons with the female. No, I didn't watch that one yet. I and I will say it. this, and nobody get mad at me. As Doctor Who, mm-hmm. I love her. Okay. She's amazing as Doctor yeah. Who. The writing, complete, total fucking rubbish. Mm. And that can really kill a show. Like, like it's it's like, you might not have, like, it's not, I don't have a problem that it's a woman or whatever. It's just yeah. the story I've had a few people be like, because I'm like, I don't like the last two seasons. Yeah. And they're like, oh, because it's a woman. I was like, no, her as Doctor Who. I actually think she yeah. does an amazing no, job. I, and she's I an love, amazing doctor. I, I think rubbish the, is my uh, British accent trigger. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. rubbish. Once you hear rubbish. that. Yeah. Like, I love, I that, love that. I love Doctor Who. I but love, yeah, the, um, the, the writings. What been, was the spinoff from that? The uh, Oh, Torchwood. To- yeah, Torchwood. Torchwood. Oh, God, I love that. Well, that's because I mean, you like fucking Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Oh, my God. Who does it? Yeah, I know, and he pleases everybody. Holy shit. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, there's a few people... Yes, that's the original or the original yeah. doctor from the yeah. news. But it's a, there's a few people that I'm like I would I I'd probably go for the other, back to the team for. <laughs> right. Captain Jack's one of them. I love him. Yeah. And if you oh I God. follow him on Twitter and Oh, I need to Facebook. look him up and see. He is he's amazing. He's yeah. he's a he's he's a gay man. I mean openly. Oh, okay. Yeah, big time. I, mean, I might have Googled that at one point. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. he, he's he's an amazing he's an amazing actor and amazing man. Oh, yeah. And just a real humanitarian. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I would probably go to the other team for him for a little bit. Um, Ryan Reynolds is another one. Oh, mm. my God, yes. Yeah. I, I would definitely swing for the I just saw him. Plate. He was in, um, there's a Betty White uh, documentary Ooh. on Netflix right now. Oh, I might have to look that. And he's he does he comments on that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like one of the actors. Yeah, he, he's amazing. So, I mean, and there's just like. Uh, yeah, but the, the new Doctor Who, it went way too, you know, there's always been a little part of Doctor Who that's kind of like a almost kind of like the old 80s cartoons that always had kind oh, of a, a little bit corny yeah. well a little bit corny but a little bit of like a lesson there was yeah. always a oh, little bit of a lesson like the after school special kind you, of thing you learned something like you know about you know whatever but then like these I mean, last two seasons they it wasn't like you know kind of a lesson kind of back here that you kind of saw like they slap you in the face with a right. lesson Doctor oh, Who was actually originally created as an educational show yeah mm. 
Like that was the original concept. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, the, the last two seasons, I mean, it's like they slap it's you in so the face much. with like a wet dick huh. kind of like this is you're going to learn this lesson. Right. And I mean, it's there's no like hiding behind, you know, anything where most of them there's kind of like there's a lesson there. But it's yeah. like like one of them, they literally talk about all the plastic in the ocean. Like that's part oh, of the well, episode. Yeah. I mean, it's like they know it's like, well, and I, I, I mean, I guess when you're watching it's kind of just like get on with it. Yes, get on. <laughs> Yeah. It, just gets, it gets old when you can't escape reality when you're yeah. watching something yeah. for entertainment because that's just like give us aliens. It's fun. like you don't have to make a point with every movie you make, everything because that's we're, we're coming to this to get entertained. It's not that we're ignorant yeah. or refuse Stop to acknowledge me. things, yeah. it's that we want to break from it, and that's why I'm going to a movie, that's why I'm yeah. turning on binge watching on Netflix. Yeah. Stop reminding so me of all this, you know, of, of how horrible the world is. Yeah. I mean, they had one that, I mean, was kind of tasteful to Rosa. They had a Rosa Parks one, which was cool. I mean, Rosa okay. Parks was awesome. And it was kind of funny. They were making fun of Americans in one aspect of how they were racist pe- bricks. And, uh, uh-huh. I miss really. when Red Dwarf had JFK shoot himself. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> but, and then, uh, they made fun of like the English because it's all English characters, right? Who don't know who like certain people are. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of it was funny, you know, in a way, but it wasn't. Yeah. But still, it was like like I said, they pretty much slap you in the face with it, you know. Mm-hmm. No, Red Dwarf. That is. Have you? Do you ever watch Red Dwarf? I haven't. No, I need to do that. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. I mean, it's, Chicken Vindaloo. Yes. The, so mean, the, the British show, which is an old, it has to be like from the seventies. But have you ever watched Are You Being Served? I've heard of it. So mm-hmm. it's it's. It's currently, t- it's available for like two more weeks on Amazon Prime, but just like the one season. And I think there's several seasons, but that's pretty funny. And um, it, it's this old school department store. So it's just, I know that popped up. And I was like, oh, I got to watch that. So. Yeah, there's some good ones. I mean, there was uh, the one John Cleese had uh, forever. Uh, oh, Faulty Towers. Yeah, Faulty Towers. Yeah, that was good. I, I used to watch Faulty that. Towers. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it, there's a lot. Of, and uh, what I like about British humor is they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh no. They and the really thing is, the things that they're don't. joking about, like this show, they're joking about from 30 years ago, probably has issues that they're just now touching on here. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like, oh my God, you said that. Like this woman in there. And now for something completely different. <laughs> like one of the main characters is an older lady that works in this department. They're all in this department store, and she talks about her pussy all the time and how. Ah. If I don't get home in time, who's gonna let my pussy out? And yeah. it's just you know, like, could you imagine saying pussy on TV? Oh, no. Amy Schumer, right? And now <laughs> I mean, like, uh, cunt. Yeah. In in British, that is basically like me calling you an idiot. Yeah. I you wee posh yeah. cunt. But here you say, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. god. There's a Catherine Tate. I'm gonna find it and send it to you because there's a Catherine Tate episode that touches on that. And it's so yeah, funny. it's just the the pussy one's funny though. It always makes you yeah. think of uh, the the rumor forever of Johnny Carson. What was it like Zaza Gabor or something where she said, hey, can, you know, oh. she had a cat on her lap while in the yeah. interview and he's like, mm. she's like, do you want to pet my pussy? And he's like, yeah, move the cat. Brings <laughs> in the anal region. <laughs> it's one of those right. rumors I've never, I think it's like one of those like urban legend kind of things that never really happened. But right. you know, people have said it so much that you think it did. Yeah. Because mm. there's supposed to be another one where she said something, he said something to Jack Nicholas's wife about mm. whether, how, what she does to make his uh, putter stand up. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So in both cases, supposedly the person slapped him and walked off stage. Well, and and mm, yeah. back in the day, even an innuendo, yeah, would have been enough for like you can't say that. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, but there's you want to go back and watch some of the '70s shows. There's oh yeah, a, like there's the game show, the yeah. bowling. Oh, okay. there's a bowling one that's like bowling with the stars. Okay. And there's so much sexual innu- innuendo mm. that you're just like, oh, well, my god. Have you watched the celebrity match game? Oh, the old ones? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. My mom watches those. Now she watches the old ones. I'm surprised, and you know, like, he wasn't doing them right there on the thing. I mean, who was the... Who was the... Was that the guy that later did... Dawson, wasn't it? Richard Dawson? Yeah, Richard Dawson. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the new one's funny with Baldwin. I like Baldwin's. Yeah. Oh, does he do it now? Yeah, oh, he does God, one now. So... I guess I'm, I'm getting the music that's supposed to be playing us out. tunes. Love it. Love, love hurts. Yeah. So, love stinks. This has been a fun. Yes. So thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you for coming in, Andy. Yeah, it's thanks always, for having me. Always a pleasure. We we love having you in. Um, if you're if you're listening to this and you something we said upset you, good. Um, <laughs> Not and a you, fan of Jews. I should upset someone. Yes, but uh, <laughs> if you're mad at us and you want to yell at us, call us four two five nine four eight three zero seven five is the phone number you can call and leave us nasty voicemails if it's good enough we might play it on air if it's not good enough we'll probably play it anyway because why not hmm, yeah um <laughs> and send, we'll just roast you on air yeah just, we'll just talk about what an idiot you awesome. are awesome hmm. so, i fuck off yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh 
Jog on. Send us an email, valentine.entertain at gmail. And maybe we will read your email, especially if you send it to Dear Beach and need some relationship advice. He's looking to he's he's looking to give some relationship advice because well he's looking for a relationship. But yeah. I'm lonely. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, I meant to play a sad trombone, but we don't have one. Whoa! I don't want to know about you playing your sad trombone. No, um, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go away! Fuck off! All right. As always, recorded live at NWCZ Radio. And I'm out. So long, bitches!